0: Hi, folks. Welcome to another Hope Sessions. I'm Nathan Gayer. I am going to be your host tonight, and uh, you're very welcome. Wherever you're listening from, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, or whatever platform you're listening to this, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a, an excellent day, whether it's relaxing, working on your way to work, on your way home from work, whatever you're doing. Hope you're having, you're having a great day and that you enjoy this, um, this podcast. And today we have an interesting guest, Jerry D. And if you a regular listener our, you know his content you know that he's a, the creator of this channel so we're going to be talking to him and finding out a little bit of his personal life his testimony things he likes he doesn't like and about a, a little bit about his ministry and just hmm. getting to know Jerry so Jerry you're very welcome to your own podcast it's nice <laughs> it's nice to um, nice to be interviewing and thank you for the opportunity it's great.
1: Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Thank you yeah. for um, just giving up of your time, for not only being a solid friend, but really being a blessing to me by just coming on and kind of having this different style kind of a format. It's kind of weird being a guest on a podcast full stop, especially your own. Yes, so I'm, I'm honoured to be the guest tonight, for sure. Yeah,
0: thanks. I yeah, know. I'm honoured. I'm honoured as well, man. But actually, I just to the viewers, I know Jerry. I'd say about three years now. Mm. And I met you. I met met you in church actually. I think I remember um the first the first first or second time I was in Cork church. Yeah. I uh, mean um and you actually came over, you introduced yourself to me and kind of you actually introduced me then to a few other people and we kind of started hanging out. And since then we've we our relationship and we we're quite good friends now, I could say, you know, and and we're housemates.
1: Yeah. We
0: play soccer together. Yeah, we go to church together, so we share quite a lot of our lives together at the moment. Like, but yeah, it's good, it's nice, and it's a blessing. man. so, yeah,
1: right.
0: yeah, good. Um, yeah. So I have a few, a few rapid fire questions for you. So, okay. are you ready? Are you prepared? Some I are suppose. Quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Some will be quick. Some will be maybe a bit longer. So, <laughs> no problem. Um, so, are you a summer or winter
1: person? Oh. I would say both, only because in the winter I get to wear layers like jumpers, hoodies, mm-hmm. NFL jerseys, and I like wearing layers just because it's it's a mm-hmm. comfort thing. But in the summer, I love just being able to wear shorts and vests and basketball jerseys and just, mm-hmm. yeah, I like the summer because the long evenings, but the winter is kind of nice. Like I was telling you recently, man, I love coming home from work, right? Knowing, like, you know, when it's raining, when you're coming home from work, knowing that you don't have to get up the following day for work. It's Mm -hmm. such a, such a really cool feeling. So for lack of a better term, uh, I would be both.
0: Okay, nice. So another question. Next one. Mm. Would you, so if you're having a shower, do you prefer it in the morning or the night? Uh,
1: I would have, I would actually have to say the night. Because mm-hmm. for me, man, when I come home from work, there's one thing I do, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I talk to my parents and have food, right? That's normal. But for me, when I have a shower, it's like a psychological thing in the sense that I'm actually washing work off me or washing the pressure of the day off me. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it's, it's a, it's very, the shower is very refreshing, I think anyway. um, And sometimes you can be in the shower and it's supposed to be five minutes and 50 minutes later, you're deep in thought and you're like, okay, I need to get out now. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, be a nighttime shower guy for sure. Yeah, it's kind of
0: you. It relaxes you at the end of the day, like.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. Nice. So, if you were to choose one physical
0: strength or mental strength, you could only have one. Which would you prefer? I
1: would have to say mental strength. I think that, I. Yeah. I think that would be a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I already the physical side. I already have, you know. No, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's just because no, no in... you know like some days your your mental strength is very limited and it could be that one person just lose it and then other days you've got more mental energy for people so i yeah. definitely think mental strength is very important because yeah. if i don't have mental strength i'm the devil to everyone that comes into contact with me <laughs>
0: yeah. like te- like
1: like you that uh, winter morning at six 20 in the morning, when I went downstairs, I was about to open the front door and you came up behind me and you frightened me. And I turned around to you in a, in a fleshly manner for lack of a better term. Okay. And I said, Nathan, no. And I just walked out and you said, have a good day. And I just said, thanks. <laughs> I didn't even say you too. God bless you. May the Lord provide for you today. I just said, thanks. Cause that morning, I was in the, like in the morning I'm not a morning person so I need my own time to wake up and mm-hmm. that, I was only awake about 2 minutes at that point and you frightened me and I was just like Nathan no at 6:20 in the morning so you're the only person actually apart from my mom that has seen me lose it in the morning yeah and it's etched <laughs> into my mind forevermore. I never
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so oh
1: yeah that was funny it's good we can laugh about it. Now yeah. we can. At the day, yeah. at the day, I couldn't because when I left the estate, I, I turned left, you turned right, and <laughs> and that ate me, man, for about two hours. The conviction of I Nathan. Even worry about it. Nathan is the, is a gentle soul one of the kindest men you will ever meet in your life. And the manner I spoke to you with, man, I felt the conviction of the Holy Ghost so strongly on the way to work that morning. And I actually remember I sent you a voice note just to say, look, you probably don't even understand the necessity of this voice note, but it's just for my own peace of mind to let you know that how I felt compared to maybe how you received it were two different things. So I'm thankful (laughs) that that's water under the bridge, I hope. Oh, yeah. To to be (laughs) honest, I didn't I didn't didn't notice.
0: So it was all good. I was just... I was grand, I was chill. You're too kind, <laughs> um, you're too kind. Um, so if you had the option, you could travel, you could time travel, okay? But you could only try and travel either to the future or to the past. Which way would you drive, travel?
1: I would have to say to the future, man. Because mm-hmm. I'd want to see like, you know, Joshua, how, how my nephew Joshua would be when he's getting older and how you will be when you're married, Cassie. And my friends, you know, seeing my friends bringing mm. kids into the world and their careers and just seeing how their involvement in ministry will grow over the years and what the Lord would ultimately do in their lives. So, yeah, I would definitely have to say to the future, man, for sure. Mm. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind about that.
0: Yeah, nice, nice answer. It's like called it.
1: a past for a reason. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. if you want to learn from it rather than going back to it. Hey, man. Yeah. Oh, wow, well, that's a, hey, come on now. That's a word. That's yeah. a word. Sheesh. <laughs>
0: you never know. There might be a sermon on that. <laughs>
1: hey, come on now. Come on now. Yeah. So
0: um, what's your favorite kind of go-to foods, comfort foods?
1: Oh, man. See, if you had asked me this two weeks ago, I would have said a triple cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. But now I would have to say there's a burger called a Hushburger. Mm-hmm. And because I live in a house with, with housemates who have wonderful taste buds, they're always introducing me into these new variety of foods. And Dan introduced me to the hush burger, right? And you've you've had it a few times as well. Yeah. And, and I was actually so annoyed on Friday coming home from youth ministry when I checked WhatsApp and you'd messaged me like an hour before, did I want to get a burger? And I was like, I know where he's going as well. And if I <laughs> hadn't kept my phone on, I would have said yes. But the Hush Burger is fantastic, man. Next time I get it, I will have to get a double patty instead of one. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: it is a divine burger. In fairness, it's one of the best I've tasted in Cork so far. Like, Cork is good for burgers. Yeah, can't say anything else. But this burger is just... It's the definition of a dirty burger. That's what I said today. It's like cheesy, meaty, smashed bacon, full of the flavor, and... Soft bread, melted with
1: water, and already thinking of it. Wow! Do you know what it is, man? Like I love cheese, so like anything that has cheese on it, I love. But there's always a downside to that because I love cheese so much, I eat more than I'm probably supposed to. And the downside effect of that is I always want to sleep after I eat cheese. Mm-hmm. It's because it's kind of it's heavy, but it's yeah, glorious yeah. in its flavor. Oh, you know, it is, yeah. Oh,
0: it's fantastic. Yeah. And. Yeah. Um, so, did you have any nicknames when you're in your youth, when you were going up, or did anyone have kind of like for me now, like, when I was in secondary school, people used to call me uh, Nate Dog, Nate Doggy Dog, and stuff like that? Or, or oh. uh, uh, yeah, and uh, what's the other one? Nators. I don't know why they used to call me Nators. <laughs> yeah, but like,
1: did you have any yourself? Uh, nicknames. Yeah. Um, no. If you didn't, if you didn't but... But my mom, now in fairness, my mom does No, not I'll say this. This is let me this is a disclaimer, okay? An exclusive. My mm-hmm. mom is the only woman in the world that would get away with calling me Jerboy. Oh really? I don't know how that she started it, but every time she's talking to me, love you, boy." Hey Jerboy, how are you? And I'm thinking it's because it's my mom, I love her, it's uh, she's okay with it. But mm-hmm. it's like it's like my brother David, right? So, I don't know if you... I think you've met my brother David once. I'm not sure. I might have.
0: Was Was he after your release, album release? He was. He was, yes, yeah, I yeah.
1: And his name His name is David. Some people call him Dave. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, his family, like, we we call him Dado. Oh, Dado. Dad with an O at the end, so Dado. Oh, and really? He says, that's fine. But, like, if any of his friends call him Dado, he, he'd he give him the the right hand, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so back to me, man, and, and if, in a weird way um yeah Boy is the only nickname that i have and it's because my mom gave it to me and that's oh, nice. the only nickname i'll ever have in the name Earth of Jeep's. term of endearment yes
0: that's
1: yeah nice uh,
0: um, so an interesting one if you wanted to break a world record what would it be if i wanted to break the world record anything you know, you know nowadays world records for anything these days, you know, the Guinness World Book of Records has about 100, 150 or 200 pages big. So there's
1: a lot of them there. Uh, I actually have one. And, and I think you'll probably agree with me. Um, I would like to break the world record for being able to talk for the longest period of time without taking a break. Oh yeah, <laughs> You know, because, like, you know, like they could just keep talking. I, I, have a, I have a really good understanding of some things and even things I don't understand. I will just talk like I understand them. So yeah. I'd like to think I could give that a go, actually.
0: Nice, starting actually
1: be good. Yeah, because I but I don't that, really sleep much anyway, one. so sleep doesn't play a factor into that for me, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. And um, so what would if you were to choose between sports or documentaries, which would it be?
1: Oh, that's a dangerous question, man. Uh, I'll have to say sports only because I've. Of... Liked sports more than I've liked documentaries. So I played sports since I was about eleven. I played football. I was a goalkeeper. I boxed for eleven years. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I would have played a bit of tag rugby, small bit of rugby in school. Um, athletics. I liked running and high jump mm-hmm. and kind of those things. Uh, documentaries I got into later in life when I kind of became an adult. Really, I just, yeah. be- I find documentaries are very informative. You know, like like especially history documentaries are documentaries around like religion and that kind of stuff oh, yeah. it, it, it's kind of it's very educational i think that's why i like it whereas like a tv series it requires a lot of mental energy there we go again to to keep focused on the series Whereas a documentary in one hour you can watch it switch off and that's it yeah nice. you know so yeah
0: and I, I no, i did i took a little bit of what i preparing these questions but i have one i thought of and i, I think It might be a small bit difficult, but we'll see how it goes. So, we're going to cancel a sport in the world, all right? Uh, And I was thinking, okay, I know the sports Jerry is is into. So, we have American football, basketball, and soccer. So, if I I was thinking, if, if I pit American football against anything, it's always going to be the other one. You're going to keep American football. But if I put soccer and basketball together, you can keep those, or you can keep American football, which would it be?
1: Um, I'd surprise you, but I would get rid of football and I'll explain why. Okay. So in a basketball regular season, my mm-hmm. team, Golden State Warriors, right? Every team, actually, in fact, in the regular season, they play 82 games a season. No, mm-hmm. okay. that's before you get to the playoffs. So, if you get to the playoffs, it's an additional four, eight. 12 yeah so if you want to win the nba championship you'll play 12 plus 82 that's 94 you'll have to have played 94 games and one and one about i think it's like 88 it works out you know because obviously you can lose games in a season once you get to the playoff it's like the great reset so yeah man i have a lot of respect for basketball players people say oh it's only 48 minutes a game but that's 90 something games a season
0: yeah that's mad i didn't know i I think
1: football is like what is it it's like with all the championships and the clubs involved, I think it's probably like 40, 50 games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So I would have to say I, I respect basketball more. It's more fast paced. I mean, you touch a footballer and suddenly he's turned into Billy Elliot oh, yeah. rolling around the floor with these little ballet shoes on. Whereas a basketball player, he look at you and go, I'm mm-hmm. going to get you next time, you know?
0: Okay. Nice. So, yeah. Interesting. All right. And um, you're kind of you're into your obviously you're into your music. You like your it's a big part of your life. And mm-hmm. um, what would you be your top
1: three artists that you like? Oh, uh top three. uh number one would have to be KB, a guy called Kevin Burgess. He's a Christian rapper, someone yeah. who I look up to quite a lot actually. Ah, uh, number two is a guy who I discovered by accident on Spotify. He's called Parish Music. He does mm-hmm. kind of like like he does covers of like you know like um musical songs and but in like a viking kind of vibe so he's i don't know i just i just really like it he's oh he's i listened to him one day and i was like this guy's so good and i listened to his next song and i was like this is even better and yeah number three um oh number three number three this is actually quite difficult man um there's a lot out there, in fairness. There is, yeah. I mean, I'm not much of a, a sing-song sort of a guy. You know, I don't really listen to, like, Ed Sheeran and... There you go, Lewis Capaldi. Oh, yeah? I think nice. Lewis Capaldi is a fantastic songwriter. And I think he's fantastic the way he uses social media. He doesn't yes. give a crap what people think of him, and I think that's why people like him a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, His music videos are quite powerful, too. So, yeah, it would have to be KB, Parrish, and Lewis Capaldi. Brandy.
0: Oh nice, interesting. And um so would you have any kind of like for those who are into the kind of the hip hop and uh, any kind of Christian artists that people that look I mean everyone knows the and n F F, but mm. any any artists that might might not so popular but are good in your opinion that you could recommend.
1: Yeah, bro. Um you've got one guy called John Keefe, another okay. guy called No Big Deal, Loso, okay, Triple. One day, e, yeah. like there's load, like I could name probably about fifty of them, but they're oh, nice. just some people who just come to the top of my mind. Um, nice,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I'd be looking now for a few, for a few to, uh, to, to listen to now. I, I've, my brother introduced me. Well, sent me a few of Triple E, All right, yeah. But uh, there are other ones, so I'll definitely be looking for.
1: I, I, I can send you. I about. can send you the longest list of. Christian hip hop artists, I can do it. I'll have probably about 50-60 names for you. Do sure, yeah. Good for nice. the old running and when you're yeah, cooking meals or whatever, you want to listen to something on your earphones, something yeah. positive and uplifting, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, nice. Uh, um so um was there someone like how were you always into hip-hop, or when did you kind of was it something you grew up with, or did you, was it something that you kind of you got interested into late later on in life, or how did you how, how did you discover it?
1: As well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so remember when I was growing up, man, um, my brother David was big into rock, you know, uh, so he'd mm. listen to like the music channels on Sky. So like you had like, uh, I think it's called Kerrang, was one of the big ones. It's like a rock channel. And I'd be just flicking through the music channels, different styles of music. And I used yeah. to always just be, I suppose, in some way enamored by how these hip hop artists yeah, some of them were talking about women and drugs and sleeping mm-hmm. around and all that kind of braggadocious kind of stuff. I never really clicked with it because I didn't understand it. I didn't like how some of these guys talked about women as objects. I just never did, yeah. to be honest. But then there were some people who like were fantastic and still are to this day fantastic storytellers, able to bring mm-hmm. their emotion out like Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly, Professor Green, Nicki Minaj, um. Nicki, Mina- Nicki Minaj is probably a bad example actually my bad but some of her stuff she's yeah interesting enough you know um, and I suppose I just loved how yeah there was the beat but the beat never caught it for me uh, to me I wanted to hear what you were saying the lyrics yeah the flow your breath control your rhythm your cadences your metaphors and how mm-hmm. they're able to say so much in, with so little yeah yeah you know so that that was it's, it's, that was how for me
0: it, it is quite a, a talent I have to say it, yeah there's actually one crowd that I used to listen to. Grits. I don't know if you know them, There, I've heard they of Grits, sing. Yeah, yeah. My life be like, ooh, ah, uh, you know that ooh, song. I don't know uh, if
1: you know. Yeah. yeah. I'll, <laughs> the... I'll yeah. stop there now because we're on a Christian podcast. <laughs> no, they're, 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 actually, they're, they're actually a Christian group as well. They're, they're very good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so, but, and was that in the UK? You were, like, you you, you were born in the UK.
1: Yeah, so man. Was, yeah. was, it,
0: was it when you were over in the UK you got interested or?
1: When you came no, to Ireland. No, so I probably got interested in man in when I was so I moved to Ireland when I was seven. Mm-hmm. So I've been living in Ireland for now for twenty years, you know. Um mm-hmm. so I'm practically Irish at this point. But I I got interested in my teenage years, you know, because yes. my brother Danny and David, when they were when they were their later teenager years, mm-hmm. they they were involved in a rock band, believe it or not, Danny was a drummer, my brother David was an electric guitar player and there's another guy who right. sang. So yes. they used to listen yeah. to a lot of like rock music. Mm-hmm. So that kind of I suppose piqued my interest in the whole realm yeah. of music, and I never I never thought though as I was listening to it, yeah, I wanted to be like Eminem and walking down the street with my hood up, and I'm like, you know, listening to Mockingbird, or I'm listening to Clean Out My yeah. Closet, and I'm like, yo, 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 I go walking down the Dunn Stores car park, and it's empty, at night and I'm seeing the visual, i seeing the lights, and I'm visualizing that I'm in a music video with my gang signs, and I'm like, yo, but right. on my own, you know. Yeah, i yeah. actually thought that there would be a day where i got to create my own content with spoken word and stuff but that was just mm-hmm. part of my journey man you know so i'm quite thankful for that you know
0: yeah i know it's, it's quite interesting and but like i like your your spoken word because it's quite encouraging but it's quite real you keep it real as well like sure yeah so and when you came over to ireland did you find the transition was it a, a difficult transition or was it was it did you fit in easily or how did how did you feel like because for a kid it's quite a moving house can be quite unsettling so moving to a different country you know what i mean yeah uh, you know there's quite a i don't know it's not so much anymore but there's a bit of like you know, ireland and england you know what i mean yeah the kind of bitter rivalry so you did you find that would you find that? would you have found that any difficult any bit difficult or what was it mm. like
1: yeah, I suppose let, let me give some context, man, before I share about that. So, when I was living in the UK, uh, we lived in a East London, man. So, we lived around mm-hmm. the West Ham Football Stadium, okay. uh, the Leighton Stone, Essex kind of area, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't remember much because obviously I was seven years of age, so I could barely tie my shoelaces at this point, you know. And I was just, mm-hmm. uh, but I do remember where we lived. um. It was, it was a very Muslim, it was a Muslim populated area, you know, there was okay. there was a, like a mosque on every corner, you know, and the mm-hmm. street that we were living on the night before we moved to Ireland. So my mom and dad had a Ford Galaxy seven seater. So we yeah. packed up the car. We were going to leave early that morning, get the boat from the UK over to, I think it was Ross or Dublin port. I can't remember which one we went to, but mm-hmm. there was a, a, four doors down from us. There was two cars petrol bombed. Wow. And I I remember that night being probably one of the most terrifying nights of my life. Because yeah. like you know, like oh. like, like yeah. if you look outside like the street, you know, all cars all parked beside each other, and you know yourself yeah. there could be a chain reaction.
0: Yeah, you you could you could see that happen very
1: easily. Yeah. Thank but thankfully, man, that there was there was a tree in the way. There was two cars from two doors from our house, there was a tree that kind of went on fire. So it stopped the chain reaction in a sense, you okay. know? Yeah. But oh, yeah, well, so yeah. it was it was a very unsettling area where we lived in the UK, man. Obviously, as I mentioned, there was a lot of mosques and stuff like that, but it was just a very strange kind of thing. You know, like I remember my brother, when we were living there, there was a there was a video shop called, I think it was called Extra Vision, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And he, he was Danny, because I've got two brothers, so I need to specify the name. And I remember Danny got knocked down one day and um, he was walking across the road to the video shop with a a videotape at this point Mm. and a a man drove through the red light uh, in a van and and Danny and almighty smack and Danny was put in hospital for a period of time. And I remember that being quite frightening, you know, so we moved to Ireland because both my parents, their parents lived in Ireland. You know, my dad's Mm -hmm. originally from a place in Westwood called Mm Enniscorty. And my mom is from a place in Kildare, sorry, in Kildare called uh, Naramore. Mm -hmm. which is very near a thigh, you know, to to give you some geographical kind of understanding. Uh, So we moved over to Ireland to be closer to my grandparents because obviously my grandparents, they're old, they're getting old. And thankfully, man, well, I don't mean that in a harsh way, but I'm so thankful that when we moved over to Ireland, when we did, because when we moved over, it was only a couple of weeks later, I'm pretty sure, or a couple of months later, I can't remember exactly, that my Mm -hmm. grandfather passed away on the 31st of July. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember that was crazy because i remember i used to look up to my grandfather as he was the greatest role model in my life someone who worked very hard his whole life to prov- yeah. provide for his family yeah and i know what he meant to my mom in a very real way he wasn't just mm-hmm. a father but he was he was in a sense he was everything to my mom you know um then i went to school man you know um went to a place called st lawrence's national school and i mean i I was a bit weird in school man uh, in the sense that and the, the teachers knew that I was a bit strange and I'll, I'll explain what I mean. So there was every second or third week I would be taken out of my classes to go meet with these special teachers. You <laughs> know, I'd be put in a room on my own where they'd, no joke, they'd put like shapes in front of me and they'd ask me, what's this? And I'm like, what am I to? Like, like that's a triangle, <laughs> that's a square. And then they'd, they'd be asking me very personal questions. Like how do I be nice to people? You know, and it was almost like it was at the time I didn't know what it was, but now obviously there was just so much happening in my life where I was very um, away with the fairies for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And teachers were worried that I was going to get diagnosed with something, you know, I was, cause my attention span didn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, Someone I, someone could be telling a story and then I'd see a bird outside and I'd be just it on that. And then my, my attention was everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And that used to annoy me like, cause it, Everyone in my class was noticing it as well, man. So oh yeah. What happened then is because I was so self aware that everyone was watching, I became someone different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you didn't know what Jerry D. You were gonna get every day in school. Some days it'd be the really nice guy who was really nice to his teachers, opening the door for the girls, and telling the lads to cop on when they were trying to be funny and when they weren't funny. And then the following day, or a couple hours later, I would I would be the class clown the guy who would say horrible things to girls you know and that kind of went on into my second uh, into secondary school as well man um I was just yeah insecure beyond words is probably the best way to put it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: very very uncomfortable in my own skin Mm -hmm. Um, I I wasn't at this point in my life I wasn't a vocalizer I was an internalizer in the sense that I knew what was going on, but I didn't tell anyone because, you know, as a man, you naturally had this stigma where you had to be one of the lads and hold yeah. up this front and be funny and clever and act like you had it all together. When really inside, I was falling apart, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. And good. like when when you're growing up, like it's it is difficult, like because you you feel like you it, it is a difficult transition from from boyhood to manhood. You know what I mean? So yeah, there is a yeah. I can imagine like it, it does take does take its toll, like you mentally and. It's not not an easy process, like, because you're trying to be something, I suppose, that you're trying to be something that that you're not there fully yet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just trying to find, find, like, your identity too, like, I suppose there's, there's all those things. Yeah. But, yeah. But you grew up then, so where, where where, where, in Ireland did you, when you moved to Ireland, where were you to start? Was it Dublin, I think, you met, or where
1: was it? So, saying? it's funny when people ask me where you originally from, so I'll always say London, but when we moved to Ireland, we lived in Kildare oh, for Kildare, a period yeah. of time, um, and then we moved to Wexford. Um, that would have been, sorry. sorry, that would have
0: been close to your grandparents then, would it? Yeah,
1: yeah, so we actually lived, so my grandparents brought, they actually bought us a mobile home and put oh, in yeah. their back garden for us so that we could all live together. Okay, just to help us, I suppose restart our lives in Ireland. You know, yeah, Um, great. I loved it, man. It was fantastic. I knew no different. I was with my family, loved them, and then you know, in school, I mean, I liked school, but because of all the wrong reasons. Oh yeah, it wasn't academical. Academically, no, no, I wasn't in tune at all. Uh, My favorite classes in school was PE. Nice, a good one. Yeah, yeah, good one to like. Then when you go through secondary school, man, like, you know, it's like all the normal things where I try to get into relationships with girls to feel like that part of my life could be fulfilled. I tried to be one of the cool lads, you know, and now there was lads in my year who smoked and drank, but I never, it never interested me. I, did, I wanted to be cool in different ways, not necessarily mm-hmm. for smoking and drinking and, you know, but I was, I was a horrible guy uh, often at times man you know like there was times there where i've said some horrible things to teachers that i still remember to this day i remember there was one day in particular where um in fifth year in fact we had a so i done a thing called plc which is post leaving sir where basically they'll teach you how to do like cover letters and cvs and all that preparing you for the real the real world you know Mm -hmm. and this teacher i'll never forget her and I was just having one of those days where I didn't really like her. And because I was having a bad day, she was the easiest person for me to target. Mm -hmm. And I seen that she was pregnant and I was like, and she she gave out to me because I was I was being an idiot in the class and I knew I was, but I I didn't want anyone to tell me what to do, kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember she was giving out to me. And usually when she's giving out to me, everyone else would be just like talking and yapping. But this time when she was giving out to me, the whole class went quiet. And I just turned to the left because I was very near her desk. So would you ever shut up? I hope you have a miscarriage, and and I'm not joking, man. Right? Do you ever get that feeling of like you know you've done something wrong,
0: and like it's
1: like that lump in your throat, your heart stops, your body freezes, you get the shivers, you get the cold sweats. (laughs) Hey, I went from being class clown to being public enemy number one. So wow. for the next month or two in school, I dreaded come to school, man. I used to skip classes. I, everyone in school, n- no one, like word, you know yourself, man, in school, word spreads like wildfire, man. And everyone oh, knew when everyone was like, you're such a retard. You're such a dope. How dare you? She's such a nice teacher. And if she doesn't have that baby, it's all because of you. And I remember that eating me alive so badly, man. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man. And obviously, because it was during that time, you know, I was listening to music on my headphones all the time, blah, blah, blah. um, And I got introduced to English class where f- that's where I discovered my love for creativity, man, you know, mm-hmm. learning to write and talk about stuff that was going on in my own life. And, and I loved it. My English teacher, Miss Fitzmaurice, I really want to give her credit because um, I'm not sure and uh, maybe where my creative journey would be if it wasn't for her you know she wasn't a Christian mm-hmm. and I don't know if she is to this day As besides the point but I remember her really being a massive help to me in my writing she would grade it she would give me great feedback and mm-hmm. I would love I would love essays I would write real I would write about what was really going on in my life but I would use real life characters uh, with fictional characters does that make sense yeah, so I was yeah, kind yeah. of protecting the identity of people that I was talking about, you know, like if I was yeah. having an argument with my mom at home, I would talk about that but I would change the characters up and she would she would really help me in in that way. Um Yeah, I mean then and then that was I was fifth year um and during this time my brother Danny um most people will know who he is, he he was going through his own turmoil in life. You know, mm-hmm. he, he got caught up in the drinking and drugging, which is actually why we left Kildare to come to Wexford yeah. to get a fresh start. Because uh, I've seen a lot of stuff, man, uh, in my short space of life that that would frighten you. You know, I've seen drug dealers come to the door and beat the living daylights out of my dad. I mm-hmm. mean, my dad would grow an extra lip and his nose. They've they've smashed up my dad's car on several occasions I've seen Mm -hmm. my mom, a drug dealer, hold a Stanley blade to my mom's knife. And if my my mom's neck and if she had turned her neck slightly, it would have went straight in. I remember that day very well, all because my brother Danny was caught up in in the life of drinking and drugs, man. And and that's really what it does. There is a real enemy. And he really does want to steal, kill and destroy. And he'll start with your family. And, you know, and it was during this time man, where my brother got wonderfully saved. And when I say save, I mean, most people will know what that means. It's when he had an encounter with the living Jesus and -hmm. Jesus really transformed his life. And, you know, he was going to a treatment center and part of his. So once a month he was allowed to come home, you know, and, you know, part of his uh, conditions for coming home from Teen Challenge was he had to go to a born again Bible believing church on a Sunday. So mom went online and she was looking, she, she found Wexford Christian Community Church. So I said, "Yeah, look, I'll go. I'll show him some support. You know, look, the yeah. Holy George. Look, he's he's home for the weekend. i spent spend a bit of time with him. You know."
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and I I I went in there with this mindset, man, to this church. Now, bear in mind, I'm 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 going into this church with multiple different personalities. You know, I was no one liked me at this point. I became the public enemy number one. I was dealing with a lot of shame, a secret porn addiction for most of my teenage years to deal with a lot of the insecurities, and mm-hmm. I went into this church, man, and I became so paranoid and i'll explain what i mean when i say that i have never been welcomed the way i've been welcomed that sunday on Mexico christian community church i
0: mm-hmm. have never
1: felt the presence of god the way i felt it that sunday mm-hmm. i was getting emotional during announcements yeah you know most people mentally switch off during announcements yeah i was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. this th- th- this th- there's something here and, and I, I don't know what it is <laughs>
0: soaking it all up
1: yeah, bro. There was a song, and I'm not. I think you know, man. Most of my music I listen to is not worship music. It's probably like Christian hip hop and things like that. But there's a Christian gospel singer called Carrie Job, and she has a song called "The Revelation Song."
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll
1: tell you, man. I remember. I remember exactly where I was sitting in the church when I was listening to that song during worship, and I cried. Yeah. Right. I, I, and and do you know what the truth is? I actually at the time I didn't know why I was crying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So for the first time in my life, that Jesus that I seen on the cross that I felt sorry for was really revealing himself to me, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and during the preaching, there was about 40, 50 people in the church, but it may as well have just been me and the pastor because yeah. during, the, during the sermon, I was looking around, I was like, is there any of my classmates here or is there anyone in the school that I know? Because everything that the pastor was saying, man, was, was speaking into the depths of insecurities that I had in my own life. That's amazing, you know, and, yeah. and because of that, at the end, people say, "Oh, yeah, you got saved that Sunday. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I got annoyed. I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh, man, I felt at the time, I felt exposed, but really it was it was the start of the work of grace in my life. And you know, and I would have went to the youth group then and um and it was one weekend in particular, um it was the a July weekend, I think it was the fifth of July. it was we went to the youth pastor's house in Rosslare for a weekend kind of retreat you know and they were talking about jesus walking under water and storms of life you know stuff that we're so used to hearing Mm -hmm. but it just i'll tell you man i just i don't know just conversation after conversation the walls that i had built up throughout my teenage years brick by brick just collapsed Mm -hmm. and that sunday which was the 7th of july which is also my brother danny's birthday and I give yeah. him a lot of credit because he, was int- he introduced me to the gospel first, loved me, encouraged me still to this day. And that Sunday, um, I decided to go to church on my own.
0: Well, that a big
1: step Yeah, bro. My mom and my sister and Danny went to a church in Waterford called, uh, I think it's called the Maranatha Church.
0: Yeah, I know. I know Maranatha. Because there
1: was uh, Jay Fallon, who's an evangelist, pastor, preacher. He was there. And I was thinking, Jay Fallon, who's Jay Fallon? Who cares about him? <laughs> So I didn't know who he was at the time I was like, oh yeah, yeah whatever and mm-hmm. I went to the, I went to Wexbrook Christian Community Church on my own, sat on my own, and during the preaching at the end they gave an altar call. And at the time I didn't know what an altar call was. I thought an altar call was for like the Holy Communion or something, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: after the sermon, I went up and I spoke to the pastor. I said, look, I said, um, you know, Pastor Paul, you know me now on a first name basis, and I'll tell you what you want to hear, but really like I'm fall I've fallen apart. I'm messed up in ways that I don't know how to vocalize i said but i can say this honestly every time i talk to people or i'm, a, I'm in this church building i'm feeling the presence of god he is speaking mm-hmm. to me and I I, I I don't know how this christian thing works but i'm going to give god one chance mm-hmm. and if he doesn't show up for me today i will never walk back into this church again you will never see me again mm-hmm. so the pastors prayed with me i said what we know is the sinner's prayer where i invited the lord into my life i confess my sins
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I'm not like you know what I mean when I say this man I, I don't tend to get super spiritual with analogies and all this sort of stuff but after they prayed with me no one had their hands on me at this stage I just I just closed my eyes my hand. I didn't know what I was doing Um, in terms of like holding my hands together but I knew what I was saying I was really giving mm. my life to Jesus giving him one chance and that was it yeah. and I felt two warm my hands rest upon both my shoulders and I looked around to see if anyone was there and there was no one there
0: wow well.
1: As I turned back around, it was lashing rain. The sun came out to shine. I mean, now look, it's Irish weather it rains, it gets sunny. I get that, mm. but That's... it was for me. It was so symbolic, and and yeah. it speaks to me to this day, man. Even in those difficult moments for me, the sun always shines for me. And I don't mean the the, the weather, the sun. I mean the mm. sun of God, Jesus Himself. Do you know, and and that was it, man. So, I got saved. I went back into six year man and and everyone kind of knew me then as uh, jay's the holy joe you know and yeah people would you know put uh, they would print off pictures of jesus you know and they would put my face on it and they'd put my face on the lockers and there'd be a note on the lockers saying oh readings from father doyle today and i gotta bear in mind i went into school every day man with with a holy ghost confidence it did not phase me at all in fact i was i was like yeah like you if you knew who I met, if you knew Jesus, mm-hmm. you, you would experience what I've experienced. Yeah, Like my life wasn't just, Jesus wasn't just, and isn't just a part of my life. He is my life. He has transformed yeah. me, man. And yeah. teachers, I remember one of my teachers, Miss Devro. she's my maths teacher. I never liked maths. That's besides the point. I remember she pulled me aside and on one Thursday afternoon. I'll never forget. She says, are you okay? I says, I'm, I couldn't be better. She says, Cause I'm hearing a lot of murmuring. I see the pictures on the lockers and I just want you to know if you have someone that you want to talk to, you know, you can talk to me. I said, miss, I'll thank you so much for that. I said, I've been an absolute rascal to every teacher in here. And I, I want to make sixth year the best year I've ever had in here. I said, but mm. I've got a friend in Jesus yeah, better than any friend I've ever had. Now you got to bear in mind, man, this is all new to me, man. I'm buzzing with excitement. She's just like, all right, Jerry, chill know, it's small be here, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, thank you so much, bro and. and Then, because Jesus has been impacting every part of my life, he's impacted my creativity, man.
0: Mm, Yeah. I
1: went from writing songs about girls, you know, like I had a song with a group called Classified Z called Natural Beauty. And I remember one of the verses very well. um, Girl, you're beautiful in every single way, but your heart sinks low from what the other girls say. It's your Mm -hmm. beauty in my mind that keeps me afloat and not the false ones with the rich makeup and coat. At the end of every day and at the end of every night, I want to see you all happy and shining all bright. So keep your real beauty and let it take hold. Cause in my eyes you shine much brighter than gold. At the time I thought it was the greatest class. verse I've ever written. <laughs> Thinking of it now, it's rubbish. There's a oh, lot yeah. of stuff that could be improved on it. I've written songs <laughs> about the government, which I will not repeat on this podcast because I was a rascal when I read it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I wrote a song about um bullying as well. Uh, called Smile, I believe it was, you know. And fast forward then, man, you gotta bear in mind. And now I started to write stuff about Jesus. Yeah. And it didn't go down well with people. You know, because mm-hmm. people are like, Oh yeah, just write just write the songs that we can all like and make us feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But this man transformed my life. I'm just so thankful to know that it really has transformed my life, knowing Jesus in every way that I can possibly fathom, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And did it like you were saying, like if people saw you were different in school and stuff like that.
0: What way did your family find you or how did your family react like i know your brother was came to know the lord first before you yeah i, I and i know you're you're um what did you well did you become a christian before your mother or did your mother become a no christian so first? it was or, my well, brother well, was
1: yeah, yeah so it was my brother danny got saved and then my mom okay about six months later and then i got saved about a year after my mom and then my Same. sister emma shortly after me mm-hmm. but like i actually never said this but the day i got saved which was my brother's birthday. Um, yeah. when I came home from church so Sundays are a big day in my house but like mm-hmm. Sunday dinner is a big thing yeah, but this yeah. Sunday there was I think it was like the, the Lions rugby tour there was some sort of rugby game on and my dad was watching it mm-hmm. and I stood in front of the TV with my Holy Ghost religious pharmaceutical spirit in me and I looked at him and I said look you're watching this game of rugby but you're going to hell and I'm going to heaven
0: wow.
1: and now you got to bear in mind and I <laughs> He's an Irish man, and he told me where to go. Not he appreciated in English, by the way. it a lot, I'd say. He, did, he appreciated it, all right. Yeah. And, and I'd say if I was in kicking distance, he would have given me an almighty uh, size nine up the rear end. Oh, my goodness. You know? And oh, a... I'm thankful, man, to say that over the years, I mean, I've, I'm a Christian. Seven years now on the 7th of July this year. Sorry, 10 years On the 7th of July this year. I got saved on the 7th of July 2013. About 1pm. Yes I know the time. Because I'll never forget it. And I'm so thankful to know man. That the same gospel that has saved me. Is the same gospel that is working in and through my family. Even in my own dad's life. You know Mm -hmm. he sees. He sees what we're about. When we're committed to the church. And with me preaching and Mm -hmm. things like that man. And and he respects it. Yeah. And and that's all I ask. It's. I, I, I'm i living my life as the Lord has called me to live. And I'm praying and believing that God is and will continue to work. He started in my dad and my oldest brother, David. And I'm just being myself. Like I thought mm-hmm. I had to change, but like yeah. the same way I am with you it's the same way I'm in work, the same way I'm with my dad on the phone. And I'm just so thankful that I can be myself, man. The Lord, the Lord wants to use me the way I am.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: um, my approach. Yes. What I said was Correct. The approach was wrong. The timing was wrong. But I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Because I've matured. So I wouldn't yeah. say that to anyone now, man. You know, you learn about the Gospels. You, As you grow with Jesus, he's he's helping you all the time, man. And my approach would be so different now. But bro, I, I don't want to say that I regret it because I don't. It's all part of the journey. I look back and go, thank you, Lord, for the grace of God that has carried me from that moment to this moment.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, like how your perspective changes as well. Like when you mm. come to know the Lord, I can say the same when I got to know the Lord. Some things that mattered to me before actually didn't matter afterwards. I was yeah. like, "Why do I don't even care about these things?" You know what yeah. I mean? So it is. It's it's transformative. Like it really That's is right. for the good for the Yeah. Good, it really is, yeah. Uh, and how did you find so ten years? how has it been since? Do you, do you find like, there's ups and downs. How do you find you get through the, like, like I know from my speaking from personal experience, I you go through ups and downs and sometimes downs are difficult. How do you get through the down stages for those that are listening? Because it's not always like, it's not yeah. fairy tale land. Christianity isn't really, you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's real life, and it's it's difficult at times, you know. Yeah. How do you find like the the kind of the difficult periods? How do you get through, or what gets you
1: through? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, and I don't, I, I'm going to say this because it's it's true for me in my life now. In the last two years, more than it's ever been, mm-hmm. I talk to Jesus more than I talk to anyone else in my life. Yeah on those difficult days yeah those conversations may not be as long they're more difficult to have Mm -hmm. but I've learned to be more honest with Jesus than I am with anyone else because he knows everything about me but loves me the same Mm -hmm. and yeah there's been I'll be honest with you there's been more difficult days than good days Mm -hmm. you know there's days where I get home from work and I'm just mentally exhausted and I don't want to be around people. Like even you guys, I just, I just need to get away and I just need to sleep. Yeah. Or, you know, like it's for me, there's a lot of things that I do, man. So oftentimes I'll, I'll go for a walk. Yeah. And on on the the days where I don't feel like praying, I'll listen to worship music. Mm -hmm. On the days where I don't feel like reading the Bible, I'll listen to the audio version sometimes, or or I'll Mm -hmm. just go for a walk and I'll, I'll put my earphones in, not Mm play music and just talk. Yeah. And I say, Lord, I'm so annoyed. I and and sometimes I don't know what I'm annoyed about, but I know it's it's exhausting me. Yeah. You know, and i I've learned, man, even in the darkest valleys that I've experienced,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because Christ is in me, I'm in the safest hands I could ever be in. Mm-hmm. Those hands that won't drop me, those hands that are gentle, they're tender, and they're caring. No it's mm-hmm. like Psalm 23 man I love Psalm 23 it's only 6 verses right
0: but mm-hmm.
1: I love the fact that I believe it says it in first four even when mm-hmm. I walk through the dark valleys yeah even when and that's really where you experience the lord man I know for myself you you really experience you you know he's already he's always there Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes for those difficult times where your faith is being tested, where the reality of your faith has been put on trial, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. you really get to experience the ever-present presence of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah. for everyone, it's different. For some people, it helps to talk to people. I mean, I, I, I think the older I get, the more I've learned to open up. If that makes sense, in the sense of yes. I don't, op- I don't open up to everyone. Yeah, but there's a few people like you, my brother Danny, Pastor Patrick, Ben, Isaac, Jordan—a small few people who I can say, bro, like I'm really pissed off today. Yeah, <laughs> I just had a really difficult conversation. Can you pray for me because i um, right now my brain is going 100 miles an hour, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, I I'm just I'm so exhausted from just thinking about the situation. And there's so much freedom in being honest.
0: There is, yeah.
1: You know, at the time you think, I used to think even as a younger Christian, man, I used to be so afraid of being open in case that people would see me different. Mm -hmm. Now I don't care about how people see me because I know how he sees me. Yeah, that's important. You know, and obviously because I'm 27 now, what I know now compared to when I was 23, like, bro, you live, you live life like you, you learn to experience a lot of stuff and you're independent and all that sort of stuff, man. You know, so, so. I, but I will say some trials are a lot more difficult than maybe people make them out to be.
0: Yeah, but I think with every trial, and even life, 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 walking in Christ, like, yeah, it's full of journeys Like you have, you have, like, there's a, I can't remember the, the verse, but, you know, there's time for laughing, time for sorrow and all that, like, so, like, there's, there's, there's,
1: that's the one, yeah. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I have a tattooed
0: them on for you. Nice, yeah, I was actually one of my quick fire questions was going to be asked about your tattoos, but mm. i have forgotten about it but I'm glad now. That's right. I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, it does, like it's true, like, I think that there is a time for everything, like, and he brings us yeah. he, we we have to like, good times, bad times ministries and stuff like that, like and mm. he kind of brings us nicely to to your your, your ministry and yeah. what you've done so far, like, and how what's your what's your future going to hold what what's your plans for the
1: future and
0: yeah um for the podcast and all and your yeah so um, and...
1: it's it, do you know what man uh, I suppose this is a, a, this first time I'm actually saying this on the podcast um mm-hmm. for like when I started writing music you know I've been graced with the opportunity to release nine albums yeah several different merchandise a book documentary obviously the podcast. You know, and I'm not, I want to give God glory for that man, because I just kept saying, yes, mm-hmm. I asked the Lord to use my life, use my gifts. And he has, and he has mm-hmm. allowed me to in somewhat impact people's lives, but through encouragement, through the gospel presentation or whatever. And I've been doing this for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I never thought I'd see the day where I'd say this, but it's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. In fact, this, this episode of the podcast is actually our last podcast episode. And I, I want to qualify what I say. It's not that I'm retiring because I believe that in the kingdom of God, no one retires. No, I am that's... more on fire for Jesus today than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more excited about the future today than I was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you journey with Jesus, man. Yes, you hear you hear his voice. But you will also experience that he just opens doors of provision of opportunities of where where people in your life will will confirm what the Lord is doing in your life. In some ways you can't see that. And that's what the Lord has been doing for me, man. And no, there's not any particular title, but I'm I'm very involved in ministry in my church. You know, I'm a leader in the church. Um preaching is is quite a big aspect of, that I help in youth ministry in particular. And, and I love it. I love Watching young people encounter mm-hmm. Jesus, man. Every mm-hmm. week, young people are encountering Jesus every Friday night that's, when they could be out in the world encountering shame, failure, all that stuff that's going on. But they're coming into youth ministry, man, and encountering the ever-present presence of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that gets me excited, man. And yeah. So for me, like I've got a project. My last project is going to come out this year. I'm not sure the date. It'll be the later latter end of this year. I hope I said Mm -hmm. that later end of this year, latter end. Um, Mm -hmm. And really this project is me like, you know, like athletics, right? We were just talking about this before the podcast. You've got the relays where you've got uh, Usain Bolt is running and he's given the baton to Johan Blake and Johan Blake will finish off the race. That's what I feel like it is for me. Like I've ran my, my stage of the race and, and I'm now, passing on to the next generation, something that will help them. I want to help disciple people with creativity, man, and, and even just disciple them in the word. And um, that's really where my heart is. You know, it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. And I know it's from the Lord because mm-hmm. he's confirmed it seven or eight different ways, in fact, over the last yeah. year and a half. And mm-hmm. I also the one 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 in particular is I love content creation. So mm. if you look at my Instagram, I've posted about eight, 900 times on my social media, Oh, that's good know, different types of content the hell. Yeah. Do you know? Cause I'll sit on my desk like I am now. I have a vision board in front of me and I was preparing to write an album man to release this year. I had three spoken words ready to go. And the Lord just said, no, mm. uh, but not no in a no, but yeah, no, I've I've got something else for you. Yeah. And, you know, and now when I'm preaching, it's taking up a lot of my time and I love it. It's an honor, man, to prepare and preach and and present the gospel to young people, man, in a way that hopefully that it would transform their lives, you know. And that's really what it's been for me, man. There's been I never thought I'd see the day because I wasn't looking for this day in particular. I knew that obviously I wasn't going to be doing spoken word for the next till I was 40 years of age because it doesn't have that sort of shelf life. But I've really learned to just see what the Lord is doing in my life and my leaders have confirmed that in my life. So Mm -hmm. when I'm just following it, I've just said yes and I'm going to continue walking and trusting the Lord in this next season of my life. And I know I want to say this as well. There was a lot of my journey as a creative. I've done it for the acceptance of other people. Yeah. I can honestly say in the last two, two and a half years with the podcast, with the last couple of albums, projects and that, I've released what I've wanted to release. Not caring about the likes, the engagements, the comments, the how well this does or such and such, mm-hmm. because I know that it's the Lord, I'm okay with leaving it down because if I was doing this for the approval and acceptance of other people, I would have said no Lord, I'm gonna keep doing this, I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. releasing albums, keep releasing videos, and yeah, yeah. so th- so in a way, the time has come, mm-hmm. you know, like like Ecclesiastes three, there's a time for, there mourning, is, yeah. for laughing and so on, and that's just what I'm experiencing in my life, you know.
0: That's good, and we we'll just say thanks, thanks very much. It, all your like all the all the work and effort you've put in over the past few, couple of years has yeah. been a real encouragement to to listeners and to people that have heard your podcasts. Yeah, but even the merch and everything like it's it's been a good experience, and I, I have to say each one that has experienced it has enjoyed it and has been encouraged. Yeah, like I know for one, you, there was one spoken word you did. It was Sunday. You know the one about Sunday. I Forget the name of it. Uh, Sunday you, morning. Sunday morning. I love yeah. that one because it's yeah. so so real. You know, and that's what was good about it. You you kept it real. You kept like there was no. It wasn't like fake or you know what I mean. It was mm. real it like, Spoke real people's experience. People could relate to what you related to. You know what I mean? Yeah. What you what you what you experienced and what you're trying to bring across in the world, spoken yeah, words. Yeah. On that's what I think people liked about it and even yeah. the podcasts they were very encouraging like you had like real life topics you know interesting interesting uh, topics and kind of yeah. ideas came up on them and you know it was it was quite good you know and yeah. I think people I think people enjoyed it and hmm. the fact that I think that you were you were committed to it as well your commitment yeah. like to God first of all that's obviously most sure. and then to to doing their work I think it's a, that's the combination of success you know yeah so and and i really hope that in your future now and then in, in the new kind of the new adventures i suppose and the new the new paths that you, you're going to be following now that you that you have the same commitment to god and that you have the same commitment and i know you will and i know you'll be successful in it and i'll yeah. be praying for you and each one of each one will be behind you you know your friends and yeah. everything all are, are there for you you know so yeah but, uh, thanks very much Jerry. Yeah, yes. do you know, Very I nice. want
1: to say this as well. Um, and I meant what I said when I said it, it's been a wonderful journey. There have been times where I've sat at this desk and I've struggled to write.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I felt like I needed to force myself to write. And there have often been times I've sat at this desk and I could write two or three spoken words in 10 minutes. Sometimes yeah. it just it's the creative muscle. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you just need to rest. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so thankful that I don't know the impact that I've had this side of eternity. And I don't want to know mm-hmm. because it keeps me trusting him. It mm-hmm. keeps me humble, keeps me looking to him. Yeah. Because there's only one well done I'm looking forward to. And it's the day where he takes me home and says, Well done, good and faithful servant. And that's what I've I hope that it's been, man. I just wanted to serve the people of God. And also anyone, I know people who, who follow me on social media now who don't know the Lord, and, and I hope that this would be a tool that would cause them to consider spiritual things about walking the journey with Jesus, you know, and, and really yeah. experiencing it for themselves. And that's what I want. Like this mm-hmm. is, I think I've done like something like 60, almost 70 episodes on the podcast now, and I've loved every one of them. Yeah, because I love talking to people, and I, and I, it's always been nice to hear the encouragement. But now it's time for me to support others from the sideline yeah. and from yeah. behind the scenes. Help them get creative. Help them be yeah. productive in what they're doing. I'm still going to be productive, but just in yeah. different ways, you know. And
0: and yeah. you know, that 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 has a big impact as well. Like you know, what yeah. I mean stuff that you don't see behind the scenes things. You know that that has yeah. quite a big impact. Like so. It's very good. I think what you're doing is, is a good thing, Jerry. So yeah. all the best with it. I really wish you every good thing, you know. And I know that God's hand is on, on you and on your life as well. So yeah. it'll be good, you know. Mm.
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
0: Really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I think that's that's kind of it for tonight, is it? Yeah. Sounds good. But, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Mm. And uh, have a good have a good evening or morning, wherever you're listening to. And All
1: the best. God bless. Amen. Amen. Hey, Hey guys. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast with me, Jerry D. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're tuning into it from. This greatly helps to spread the word about the podcast, but also to encourage other people to check it out for themselves. Um, Until next week, take care. God bless. And don't forget, hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. Take care.